Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are V, Vim, or It, It's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at The Voice of Night Vale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter or on co-host at Temple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Today, we are talking about uh, episode season 6, episode 9, Clap Your Hands If You Believe, and episode 10, Caged Heat. Uh, content warnings for these episodes will include... Abduction, implied sexual assault, gory death, death of family, supernatural typical weirdness about gay people, torture, and rape jokes. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our Ask Fox on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Do we have any? Do we have any? 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 Any little little, little questions? Little comments? Anything? Anything? Want to say before we jump in here? Um, a little while back, anonymous asks, "Love the latest episode. The plus the Japanese teacher at my Aussie high school was also a weeb with an Asian wife, and I learned French." So that was oh, okay. mainly to Ash. Anon, stop being the Australian version of me. <laughs> Wait, did all. you learn French? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, right, right, because you could have, right, yeah. I remember Instead of learning now. a useful language. Yeah, 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 you learned French. Uh-huh. Who needs it? No. Sorry if, any, if we have any French listeners. I'm just Canadian, so I have a particular playful animosity towards the French. My animosity is not playful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I respect you on an individual level as I respect all life forms, however, on a systemic level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Speaking of not the French. What? <laughs> Worst segue ever. <laughs> uh, speaking of having an animosity towards things, I don't know. Whatever. Let's talk about Clap Your Hands If You Believe, uh, which was written by Ben Enland and directed by John F. Showalter. Uh, as a as a preface, uh, I mentioned last time that I was worried about this episode. Ben Edlund, the king, uh, did not actually let me down. I quite like this episode, actually. Yeah, it's actually a Hell pretty yeah. good stack of episodes. We mm. say a lot of like shit about season six, and that and yet every week we're like, yeah, these are pretty good episodes. Mm-hmm. Listen, if anyone on the writing team was gonna write a fairy episode, it would be Ben Edlund, and he did a good job. Yeah, I'm glad it um, was Ben Edlund. Okay. Uh, speaking of which. Uh, in classic Ben Edlund mode, we get some, we get some some fun little meta joke stuff here. Um, we open on a country couple making out in a cornfield, as you do when there's not a lot to do in the country. Um, and uh, the boy, too. yep, uh, Patrick hears a weird noise and goes out into the corn to check it out, like an absolute fool. Yeah, uh, he gets beamed <laughs> up in a crop circle and is gone. Rip. We never hear from them again. Uh, from him again. I. It's unclear. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but it it's not yeah, anyway. It's not Um, really clear, no. Yeah. We get an X Files title card, which is pretty funny, uh, and cut to a bunch of first person eyewitness accounts. Uh, does the X Files do this, Ash, as our resident X Files expert? I assume this was a reference, but Which part of it? The like uh montage of first person interviews? No. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-mm. All right, well, we just have a montage of first-person interviews for some the reason. The text in the cold open and the um, the, the, the title sequence are, is about where the similarities end. Okay. 
Well, that and uh, having fairies disguise themselves as aliens is exactly Spoilers. something that X would do. Sorry. Uh huh. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we get a bunch of people that are like, it's aliens, uh, including the doctor from Voyager, who I immediately was like, wait a second, I know who that guy is. Yeah, I think the best I character I is going to be important. Uh huh. Um, uh, he's na- his name is Wayne Whitaker Jr. Uh, one woman thinks it's fairies, and Sam is very mean to her. Uh, Dean's upset really with him because he doesn't care about anything and tells him to fake being nice. Old Sam would have said something nice and done puppy dog eyes and stuff. Um, they go interview a watchmaker named Brennan, who was Patrick's dad. Uh, he's very sad and tells them to go away. They give him their number and leave, and after that, he asks a mysterious watch. Was that all right? Uh, Dean asks Sam to keep an eye on Brennan and goes to check out the cornfield solo. A spooky spotlight starts to chase him and he freaks out about aliens and then gets abducted. Sam finds his phone in the cornfield and ends up in a UFO hunter RV commune where he meets Wayne Whitaker again. Uh, he tells them he tells them all that they're bad at hunting UFOs and don't have any evidence. Uh, and a woman offers to, quote unquote, help him. Dean, meanwhile, gets beamed back down mid gunfight uh, and goes back to the hotel to find Sam and that woman in bed. Uh, Dean's Mad mentions that the aliens were grabby weirdos and he's lost time, which fits in with abduction stories. Uh, he tells Sam they were going to probe him, but he fought them off and they let him go, which is kind of weird and also never really gets explained, but whatever. <laughs> um, Sam and Dean have a conversation about deontology versus utilitarianism, which is fun because that happens, th- that happens all the time with them, but now Sam doesn't have a soul. Uh, and then Dean sees a guy in a red hat glaring at him f- out the window who Sam doesn't see. Uh, it is a red cap. Uh, they try to do research and it doesn't go well. And then Dean has an encounter with a fluttery little light while listening to Space Oddity. Uh, it's Tinkerbell and Dean kills her with a microwave. <laughs> it uh, Sam- rolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam can't see her exploded corpse just like the red cap from earlier. And yep, okay, it's fairies abducting people. Uh, Dean doesn't know a lot about fairies. Apparently hunters haven't had much interaction with them, slash thought they were a myth like angels, I guess. Um, uh, but apparently they only abduct firstborns. You can see them if you've been to their world. Uh, you can lure them with a bowl of cream. Uh, iron and silver is effective on them. Sprinkling salt or sugar to make them count it also works. This is all fairy stuff. I mean, the firstborn thing... It, that's true. Only abducting firstborns is, I think, a little much. Uh, I think they just prefer them uh, in in the various folklore. Uh, but it's fine. It fits in terms of like why Dean was abducted and not Sam. I I didn't mind it. Um, they go back to Brennan's shop and Dean breaks in and we see a bunch of superimposed in tiny little fairy guys <laughs> of little elves. It looks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sam interrogates Brennan at the bar about all the elves working for him. Old Dean is stalked by the red cap. Uh, Brennan explains to Sam that his Parkinson's won't let him make clocks anymore. Uh, and so he summoned a bunch of fairies who offered to help him in exchange for a place where they can chill and also eat slash abduct people, including his firstborn son. Read the fine print when you're making a fairy deal, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the spell he cast. Can't believe you're victim a- blaming here. <laughs> Uh, the spell he cast is in a book locked in his shop, which the fairies won't let him see. Uh, Sam's gonna go try to steal it using this guy's help because he can see the fairies even though Sam can't. Um, Dean tries to get the jump on the red cap, but he gets the wrong guy. Uh, a little person who some unfortunate jokes are made about. Come on, Bedland. Mm. Uh, and gets arrested and has an interesting conversation with the sheriff. Uh, meanwhile, Sam and Brennan get the book and try to reverse the spell, but then Wayne kills him. Uh, turns out Wayne's a leprechaun. Big surprise. 
Uh, he tries to make a bargain with Sam to get his soul back in an honestly very interesting conversation. Uh, but then Sam shoots him full of iron. He does not, however, die and teleports away. And then there's a big old fight. Uh, Sam fights Wayne. Uh, Wayne beats the crap out of him with a cane. Uh, and the red cap is destroying Dean as well. And they don't actually win this scenario by violence, you guys. They do the, the fairy tale thing. And, and do the, the thing that the fairies are weak to, which is Sam makes him count the salt for just long enough for him to finish reading the banishment spell to save them both. They don't actually kill the monsters. It's mm -hmm. great. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, they're just going to kill this cool fairy guy. No, he's still alive. He's out there. The truth um, is, in fact, out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in the denouement, they're like, do you really want your soul back, Sam? And he's like, yeah, I do. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, good good episode. Honestly, uh, as the as the resident fairy liker, um, this is all right. As far as uh, like, I was I did not have high expectations. Um, I'm excited to talk about that Wayne conversation. I just need to say right now, when he says "your devil, not mine," my like eyes widened and my ears perked up, but I sat yeah. up tall in my chair. Supernatural has always, like, since it started doing all the, like, demon and stuff, like, we talked about this, like, the, like, prominence of its mythology more and more so. So, like, getting a little glimpse at, like, other things that are going on, and not in a way that's just, like, we're gonna introduce this and then toss it all aside like the other gods, is good. It made me happy. Yeah. Um, I, I just got curious meet, and went onto the... Yeah. I wanna go on to, I went to the... Let me try that sentence again. I went to the fairies um, supernatural wiki page, and most of this is like mentioned only. Um, mm -hmm. But we do have a couple of times where like it's some sort of like creature that falls within the realm of being called fairy. Um, mm -hmm. But this one seems to be like the most like yeah, this is a fairy episode. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they'll probably screw it up at some point, but shrug. Um. Alright, do we want to go chronologically? Yeah. My first note is before I before I remembered that this was an X-Files spoof, so before the title card, uh, <laughs> the, the letters went across the bottom and I literally wrote in my notes, oh, I love the X-Files, and then the title card came on and I was <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> yeah, that uh, the title card, I didn't mention it in the synopsis, the title card is so good. It yeah. Rules. It's not just the title card, it's like a whole title sequence yeah, in yeah, the style we, it, of the X-Files title sequence, but the, specifically the title card is really good, too. Yeah, the, they, they did a good job, like, repurposing footage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's more use... shots of uh, Dean and Sam showing their badges than it is um, than in the actual X-Files, because in the X-Files they mm -hmm. use a lot of, like, pictures of UFOs and an image of a ghost walking and, mm -hmm. and shit like that. So. I like that we get, we get a, um, cause, cause, cause Castiel isn't even in this episode, but we get Misha Collins there. We, mm -hmm. we get Castiel like holding up his badge too. And it's the bit where it's upside down. My little baby boy. Uh, we get a bunch of repurposed footage, particularly from the first Trickster episode with the aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the bit from, uh, Changing Channels where they put the sunglasses on in the, uh, Oh, what's the... Is that Law and Order? No, it's... Um... No. One of those cop shows. The one with the hoot. Well, the one where it goes, yeah! Yeah. Uh, CSI Miami. That's what my brain was saying, but I didn't trust yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it's very good and cute. Um, 
they had they clearly had fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, like at the end of the title sequence, it says the truth is in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I, I love when the episodes that. are just like silly, you know? Like they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're making dumb TV for you to have fun watching. Yes, mm-hmm. please let me enjoy what I'm watching. Even just the premise of like the the cold, um the cold open. Like Patrick's like some there's something out in the corn. Yeah, that's exactly what we're supposed to say. You you hillbilly horror guy. <laughs> We have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have nine more Bedland episodes until the king is gone. Hmm. Pour one out. My next note is about Sam absolutely roasting this lady. It's so me- yeah, yeah. My so, notes so also like just say Sam is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So we get this fun little montage of like them interviewing people. Like, uh, like I said, like quick in and out of people saying stuff like. There was this light, and I was like, oh, the entities have come to help push humanity to the next stage. Which I think the lady who says that is the lady that Sam gets with later. Uh-huh. Um, and Wayne Whitaker Jr. is like, I've recorded dozens of eyewitness accounts. Um, but yes, and then this lady, who is right all along, is like, it's fairies. And yeah, Sam's like, he's so mean. It's like, the only thing you're missing is a couple dozen cats. Yep. And Dean and says like, it's a blood sugar thing. <laughs> I, like... Again, I guess this is the thing that, like, hunters... I, I find it hard to believe that hunters have never had any interactions with fairies. I know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just, like, an American gods thing, of, but, like, in reverse, I guess, where, like, fairies have not broadly made the transition over to North America. Like, maybe, maybe hunters mm-hmm. in, like, the British Isles know about fairies and it's just like the weird supernatural like hunters don't talk to each other thing of like american hunters maybe don't believe fairies exist because they like don't even bother thinking about the uk that would track also i just think if you're a hunter like you don't get to be skeptical about i know i know you know if you're like oh unicorns aren't real everybody knows that like okay says mr shoots ghosts every single day like maybe you should have an open mind about this i don't know you've already got egg on your face after the whole angel thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the truth is in there (laughs) who knows what's real or fake Mm mm-hmm you got zapped to like alternate timelines but you're gonna tell me you don't believe in fairies okay to be fair, that hasn't happened to Sam, right? I mean, I guess he got put in a pocket dimension or whatever, but mm-hmm. he hasn't gone into... The- oh, no, he did go into the past. No, 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 never mind. You're right. Oh, uh, yeah, this is where Sam's like, old Sam would have given her some wussified do-eyed crap. Uh, Sam says something interesting. Old Sam had a soul, was a soul, whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, same concept as... Um... When they were like, is, is Sam even Sam anymore? And yeah. Cass is like, interesting question. Yeah, we um, talked about like, that Like, what does it mean episode. to be a person? Yes. Keep asking those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Sam's like, look, you obviously care, and that's great, but I, ca- I can't. Like, I literally can't. He's like, what do you want me to do, fake it? And he's like, yes. Dean's like, please fake it. Like, but you told me to be honest. Yeah, yeah there's something interesting here about Sam having so a mask this here. whole time. Yeah, exactly. Sam is operating in a completely different, like, literally operating system. Like, he's he's not mm-hmm. bringing his own feelings into anything because he doesn't have them. So he's just like, what mm-hmm. makes the most sense, regardless of what would hurt people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I was picking every word. It's exhausting. Um, there's, like, a running, there's, like, a Pinocchio, like, running gag through this episode. It's, uh-huh. like, fine, I guess, but... 
Sam's like, yeah, you're saying you'll be my Jiminy Cricket? It's very good. When Sam goes, uh, I was without you for a year, I've managed pretty well on my own. You absolutely did not, because you literally uh -huh. admitted to doing bad things uh -huh. that Dean would balk at. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Dean's like, do <laughs> I don't want to know what you think doing fine means. Yeah. Sam's horrible crime adventures. <laughs> Sam's if there's, like, killing innocence at era. Uh-huh. I wonder if there's like a book or a comic or something that's like that. It's Sam's horrible, horrible, very bad time. <laughs> probably not because everyone would want, no one would want to read a Sam standalone thing, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and the sidekicks. I'm curious, we should look into, not now because we don't really have that much time, but at some point we should look into like when the books started. I'm curious to, about like which era they cover. Like, what blank spaces are they filling in? Um, so they go talk to Brennan. Um, not, not much interesting happens here. I like, I like, I do like the sort of, um, zoom in on his clock or like him, uh, in the background with the clock at the, in the center of the frame that's like on this little contraption. Um, it's ominous. It's neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, D Dean's like, look after Brennan, uh, don't, don't kill him or hurt him. Sam's like, what? He says do not in any way kill him, which is pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty mm -hmm. funny. I think the novel started in 2007, which would have been season two to three. I said we could do this later. I know, but I did it in the background. Anyway, I've closed it. My next note isn't until the abduction. Yeah. Mine, mine cuts to Dean getting chased through the cornfield. We probably yep. have the same note, Emma. <laughs> I um, bet we do. Why anything this before is, that? Well, this Sam phone conversation feels uh, akin to um, the Route 666 driving scene. <laughs> Of Sam being being extremely like blase about Dean being in mortal danger, yeah. But even more so because he doesn't have a soul this time. He's like close encounter. What kind? First, second, knowing that it's third, third mm -hmm. kind already. Better run, man. I think the fourth kind is a butt thing. That was my note. Yep. Yep. That one got He's just used drinking beer while this is in happening. like a very old Tumblr post. Yep. Um somewhere but it's difficult for me to find it so give me a minute i will type it into the refs channel and see if i can dig it up later back in the uh tumblr supernatural reaction gifs era mm -hmm. i do have it i take it back uh where the the one i have has the image cropped out but it was like a blow-up bed for the back seat of a car um, and so the caption is, car sex just got a hell of a lot easier. Second comment or homelessness. Two kinds of people. Back in the two kinds of people comment era, um, you could put a dead body there and put a blanket on it and people would think they were just sleeping and it would be a great way to transport dead bodies inconspicuously. Three kinds of people. And then the Sam GIF. <laughs> and someone says, how can you even have a GIF that's that specific? Yeah, yeah. Dean is such a little guy in this episode, is my next note. Um, he just spends the whole time like running around with wide-eyed looking like an absolute uh -huh. baby girl, shaking and trembling. Yeah, this Literally is kind of so a Sam true. episode. Yeah. And yet the Dean girls are still winning. Mm -hmm. Dean looks like a TBH. <laughs> yeah. 
When Sam goes to check out the cornfield, he literally does not even look up. Like, you heard him screaming that he got abducted uh-huh. by a UFO when you don't even look up. Like, I know you don't believe in them, but you should look. Didn't you read Ranger's Apprentice, Sam? <laughs> to be fair, he wouldn't have seen anything, because we know that it's not No, but you UFOs, look. But yeah. Um, and then this is the scene where Sam alone goes and investigates the uh, the UFO commune. And mostly is just rude to everybody, but gets laid anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I I take it back when I said the similarities, and here there's a reference to Mulder and his sister, because yeah. famously Mulder's sister got abducted when they were children. Oh, yeah. She All right. asks Sam, She he says, oh, I, I've had time to adjust, and she says, oh, did it happen when you were kids? He said, no, like half an hour ago. <laughs> she does and give him a look like, for that one because it's a fucking mm-hmm. weird thing to say it's so good it is, it's, it's, this woman's like he, this guy's an absolute weirdo that's hot you're a freak Listen. I like that in a man yeah literally so true so then Dean comes back still shooting his guns like we said and uh, finds Sam mid coitus I wanted to talk about that alien commune a little bit which is why okay. I was like we should go on a break because first of all um, so Sam comes to the alien commune and it's like like I said, it's a bunch of RVs, but the I really like the way this has been laid out. Like they have like little, I guess like Christmas lights stretched out among them. Uh, each RV is a little bit different. One of them is like a hippie bus with like uh, like tie dye colors all over it, and they got like little beach umbrellas. It's incredible. Is that the one There's, that has the little green men in the windows? I believe so. Yes. Um, a lot is being communicated very quickly. Um here in a way that is effective with the amount of work that has gone into like setting this all up like sam's here for like two minutes or whatever uh there's like stuff all plastered all over we see like their ufo reports that's like they've got little stickers of like uh crop circles like little gray men and like flying saucers there's like obviously one of these rv people has like a kid because there's a cute little crayon drawings that says welcome aliens um there's the one you said with little green men in the window um and then over in wayne's section wayne as like the professor leader of this which is interesting in terms of, like, is this something that roams around? Like, how deeply has he embedded himself in this community? Um, but he's the one with all the, like, uh, stuff. He's the one with the, like, murder board plastered up on the wall behind him. Of all these, like, drawings and newspaper article clippings and stuff. And, like, various sighting reports. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I wish there was, like, a little bit more here in terms of what his relationship with these people are. As, like, he clearly is set up as some kind of, like, leader or important figure for them. Yeah, I mean, um, he's, but... he says he's been collecting eyewitness accounts for 30 years. So, yeah. like, he's got experience in the field as far as they're concerned. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I guess, I guess it works as, like, a lure. Like, mm-hmm. they go, but, like, he goes with them. What I wonder, hmm, no, that's, that can't be the case. What, what I had thought... But it didn't end up coming back as, like, what if these were all fairies? Like, what if this was just their, like, disguise? But the woman that that Sam sleeps with does not appear to be magical or a fairy in any way, so. I don't know. It's just a fun little thing that, like, I don't even mind doesn't get answered, but that, like, adds texture to this episode. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a little hammock set up. Um, Yeah, it's cute. Anyway, and then then Dean gets... uh, 
beam back down, as you said. And walks it on Sam. He doesn't even let them finish. No. Sparrow, the woman, is very chill about it, I guess. She's yeah. extremely chill. This is the second, I think it's the second time we see Sam shirtless this season because he is uh -huh. evil now or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, also, this motel has, like, the little um, barriers we talk about all the time is, like, shaped like corn it's this corn. time, which is fine. Yes, so corn good. motel. Um, he makes this but poor woman get dressed, like, yeah. right in front of him. Yeah. Like, did you even turn around, Dean? Did you just, like, stare he, your probably. brother down in shame? I mean, shame? We, get, we get, like, a smash cut. It is very cute when she's just like, Sam, they brought, you brought your, your brother, brother back. Because, <laughs> yeah, it smash cuts to her dressed, and she's just, like, picking up her extra accoutrement. So, I don't know. I'd imagine Dean would have turned around. Then they have a weird little conversation where Dean says what it was like, right? Um, so there's been, like, a time slip and whatever. Um, Sam, I I don't know what to make of Sam's behavior here because he's, I, I don't know, he, like, pats Dean's knee, he's like, it's okay, this is a safe room. And Dean gives him his look, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you talking like that? Um, which, you know, normal Sam would have done, but, like, why is soulless mm -hmm. Sam doing this, you know? He's trying, because um, Dean told them to try. Yeah, yeah I think it. that's the bit. But, like, it, Dean is like, wow, this feels terrible. Don't do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> He's overdoing it, yeah. Um, there's mm -hmm. also a funny bit where Dean goes to sit down on one of the beds, but it's the one that, that uh, Sam and Sparrow were in, and he, like, turns and looks at it, and then goes over and sits on the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, Dean says, towards the sort of table, and Sam goes, probing table, and Dean says, God, don't say that out loud. Um... Once again, uh, we are using alien sexual assault as a punchline, I guess. I, yep. Mm -hmm. Didn't love that. No. Um, and Dean is, like, so proud of himself. He's like, I had a close encounter, Sam, and I won. <laughs> uh-huh. Literally, I love him. He's such a little guy. I, I do think it's very funny that, like, yeah, I guess the fairies aren't used to people fighting back. At least not with a fucking gun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is the American you South. you somebody. That's true. Actually, wait, this is Ohio. Ohio is the Midwest, not the South. It is. Or wait, is it Ohio? It might be Indiana. It's it's one of those Midwest states It's the Midwest. It's corn country. Corn. You know, yeah. it's like, the Midwest is not the South, it's but Elwood, like, Indiana. the country of the Midwest can be South adjacent in its culture at times anyway. Yeah, Elwood, Indiana, okay. I'm sure there are people out in the boonies with guns. This this also may be my particular influence in that Canada doesn't have a South, but it does have a Midwest, and our Midwest is our South. Fascinating. That sounds awful. Like, culturally speaking. Um, yeah, anyway. Then Dean fended they... off the fairies. Mm -hmm. He did. Good job, baby. Um, they were like, this guy's too much fucking trouble. Like, we're not probing this guy. He's shooting at us. Drop him back. Um, The probing thing is so weird, though. Like, there's no indication of why fairies would want to be probing firstborn sons. Like, nothing. It's just, yeah, we want, I... we want to kidnap people, and, like, they never come back. And also, there's a probing table. What? What's going on I... over there? So, uh, 
it may be Dean just assuming that it's a probing table because of what he knows about aliens. Like maybe it, maybe they were going to sacrifice him. Maybe they were going to put him on the table and knife him up. Maybe they, there was just a lot of food there, and it was a fairy feast, and he just <laughs> made saw some what assumptions. He to see. <laughs> I mean, there's another. I guess like skipping ahead a little bit when they're like, actually, it might be fairies. There's like another like a sex thing implied here with Oberon, with the quote unquote yeah. servicing Oberon. Honestly, number one, Sam microaggression to me when he says, did you service Oberon, King of the Fairies? <laughs> Literally. Oh. Sounds oh. like something you want to share with the class, Dean. Huh, God. gay boy? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this show, guys? Anyway, uh, they they start looking into this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It was like, aliens? <laughs> Dean's like, what's next? Hobbit? Seriously? Um... And then they have a little conversation about utilitarianism versus deontology, like I said. Because um, Sam's like, uh, so say you got a soul and you're in a case and your brother gets abducted by aliens. And Dean's like, you do everything you can to get him back. And Sam's like, right, you do, yeah. But what if there are no more leads? Are you just supposed to sit there in the dark and suffer even when there's nothing that can be done in the moment? Dean goes, yes! Yes, you sit in the dark and feel the loss. They're like, absolutely, but couldn't I just do that and have sex with the hippie chick? <laughs> It's like, no. So it's like, it'd be in the dark. No, because you wouldn't be suffering. You can't turn that off for the night. It's really funny. Well, yeah, it's like, sounds like, so you're saying having a soul equals suffering. He's like, like the million times you almost called Lisa. So you're saying suffering is a good thing. Dean says, it's the only game in town. Dean, you are so messed up. Dean is full of Catholic guilt somehow without being Catholic. <laughs> He just like goes through life like yeah you have to be feeling bad all the time. Uh huh. Because there's if you're not feeling bad then you're not being a person the right way. Like okay maybe you should go mm -hmm. to therapy about that. Literally. And like obviously what Sam did like obviously it is outside the normal like human realms of most people would care about their brother being abducted by aliens. <laughs> but it's like it's not about should or not it's just like what happens to most people. No it's interesting. Sam having to pretend to be, like, a normal person is, I think, the most interesting part of Soulless Sam. Because, yeah, like, he has a point, you know? he's He is doing his part to help Dean. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't help Dean at all if Sam was sleep-deprived the next day because he was depressed all night. Um, But it feels bad for Dean for Sam to just go have sex while Dean is missing. Yep. Um, good argument. Love when extremes are taken to their logical yep. conclusion. Yeah, which as I mentioned, like, this is fun, because Sam has always been this, just never to this extent, because he used to have a soul. Mm -hmm. This is this is Sam's utilitarianism at its height, because he is now purely logic. Yep. Um, also, uh, Dean calls Sam out on, like, hitting on the waitress while their reality is crumbling mm -hmm. around them, yeah. and it's like, Dean, you fucking hypocrite. You were always dealing yeah. with weird shit, and you were constantly hitting on uh -huh. women. But now you had your existential crisis, so Sam can't get laid anymore. Yep. Um, he, like, there's a bit where he, like, goes to say something to the waitress, and Dean gives him a look, and he cuts himself off. God forbid Sam does anything. Um, they look into... Aliens, it doesn't really go anywhere because it's not aliens. And this is where Sam gets this is where Dean gets attacked by a tiny naked lady who is a little little ball of light in the in the show. It's such a good fight scene. It's, it's very so silly. Funny. 
She is just Tinkerbell. Like she has the like like tiny super strength thing going on. He microwaved Tinkerbell. He pizza nope. rolled her, as they say. Nope. He pizza. He pizza rolled. <laughs> as they say, to clarify, that is the line in the script. That's yes. not an expression. Mm-hmm. I like that the rest of the show is like, oh yeah, fairies are powerful. Here are their weaknesses. Blah 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 blah. And in very much the same vein as the wood chipper in the Bobby episode, uh, putting something in the microwave apparently trumps all other supernatural weakness <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's blasted with high intensity radiation. Put that on the fairy <laughs> weakness list. Mm-hmm. When he uh, gets it to go splat, he does this little ha-ha. He's such a dork. He's so dumb. This truly is like an elevated supernatural out-of-context moment, just like this scene with Space Oddity playing. Yeah. It's so the fairy lets out like a little battle cry, like roar of rage. Yeah, we don't get to see the fairy. We just see the yeah. little ball of light. She's just um, the ball but Dean of light. like squints at it real close, which is to say, squints at the camera, and mm -hmm. he goes nipples, and then it starts mm -hmm. attacking him. It's it's a lot. It's fucking insane. Also, when she explodes in the microwave, the music abruptly cuts off. Yeah. Um, and then Sam cannot see the exploded fairy. Yeah. Um, which Dean refers to as the blech and the ech. <laughs> uh huh. Lucky yeah, the microwave is ruined. His sounds. The microwave is ruined only if you know that the fairy's in there. Uh, which is really gross. I don't like. There's to think a, about a it. similar thing in the next episode with like dead hellhounds in the hallway. Mm. Um, that Meg like steps over. So I guess anybody else would just trip over thin air. I wonder if you would taste it. Ew. Maybe Ew. you would just think your food has gone wrong. Like you microwave something, you're like, why does it taste so weird? You know when you, like, microwave something in an unfamiliar microwave? You're, like, at work uh -huh. microwave or at someone else's house and it tastes bad? They've killed a fairy in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got a very funny line from Sam. I was like, Dean, this is a straight line between ETs and fairies. <laughs> Which, there's a fun point here in that, like, alien abductions are kind of a modern version of fairy abductions in terms of, like... Mm -hmm. Getting whisked away to another place, losing time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's something there. I don't know how much this was like a pre-existing. I'm I'm sure there's there's nothing new under the sun. I'm sure there were conspiracy theories about this like before the show tackled this. But it is a fun like urban fantasy through line of like fairies have evolved with the times and are now pretending to be aliens to like take people off of their trail. Yeah, this is the second episode that hints at like what if aliens were real but then they aren't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is a fantasy show god damn it well except for the fact that um uh gabriel implies to other planets, that yes. yeah um then my next note is when they go talk to the fairy lady yeah uh this fairy lady pronounced pronounces bogarts like bogarts like Humphrey oh thank Bogart. god i thought i was doing it wrong i was like <laughs> all right yeah, no, it's like, this woman did not get the pronunciation guide. <laughs> it's fine. They continue to be extremely rude to her, even though she's giving them lots of, like, genuinely good advice. Literally. Then you um, were literally already kidnapped women. by these things. Why don't you believe in them yet? Mm-hmm. Her house is great, though. I love all her little porcelain doohickeys. Yeah, she has, a, she has great vibes in here. Yeah. And she's literally just giving them helpful information. And they're like, wow, we are so much better than you. 
I would love this lady. to be able to info dump to people. Uh huh. Yep. You're asking her questions. Also, the things that she says will hurt fairies is like iron, silver, salt. Yep. That's what you use every single day of your yep. lives as it is. What is your problem? Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, they're very rude to this nice lady. Uh, I would love to get a tarot reading from this lady. I bet it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Also, she's wearing like glitter makeup, which is fun, like above her eyes. Yeah, I want to be friends with Marion. Um, after she answers their question, she's like, no, finish your tea. Um, mm -hmm. And so Dean tries to make small talk. Um, Sam is rude again instead. Uh, and then Sam was like, do you have bigger cups? Because he is so big. And <laughs> it's like a Yeah, he's cup. like really just hunched over. He's so big in the scene. It's really funny. I might forget, so I need to say it now. There's a shot in the next episode where Sam is talking to Castiel and... The camera is framed behind Sam's shoulder, and he is just looming over Cass. He is so big, and Cass is so small. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Sam's a big old boy. Uh, they're rude about this. fairies. Dean's like, I feel like I've got the crazy on me. My dude, she's right. She's not crazy. This stuff is real. <laughs> mm hmm you guys talk about all the time about how other people would think you're crazy. An entire episode's devoted to this. This lady could be a hunter in another life. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. God forbid women do anything. Literally get over your fucking superiority complex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they conveniently see uh, Brennan buying an absurd amount of cream. Yeah. It is truly like Costco levels of cream. <laughs> it's like entire big milk crates full of cream. I, you know what? If Marion was in flannel and leather, they'd be like, yeah, wow, that was a great source of information. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, if Marion was young and hot. I bet she was. That, 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 she had that point in her life. She's just a cool old lady now. Like, oldish. She's probably in her, like, late 40s, early 50s. Um, so they follow Brennan. And this is where Dean sees the yeah. horrible little elves. It's not a great effect, no. They're it's, like, it's... I don't know if they like built a giant set or... No, 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 that's the thing. If they had done that, it would have looked good. They I just... know, that's why I was thinking, like, it doesn't look like they did that, though. Yeah, they just superimpose them in. Like, they're, the colors are weird. Like, they don't look like they exist in the world. It's just like, yeah, they're superimposed and there's nothing else to say. It's mid. Yeah. There's a funny little, like, Harry Potter-esque track that plays during this is the only way I can think of to describe it. There's, like, sprinkly sounds and a little, like, duh, duh. <laughs> um, and I will say, the way Dean exits the room is very funny. He, like, backs out of it, looking over his shoulder with this, like, what the fuck expression yeah. on his face. I think this is where I wrote Jack Ding LMAO. <laughs> Jack is really putting his whole pussy into this episode. It's so funny. Uh -huh. I'll see if I can make a gif of this for the refs, because it's good. It's funny. Will I do that? What happens next? Um, Dean tells Sam about what he just saw, and Sam confronts Brennan about his watch. He goes, what I can't nice. figure out is how one man could put out that much product. I mean, hell, if I didn't know better, I'd say you have a bunch of elves working for you. There's like a two-second pause, and he goes, except I do know better, and you have a bunch of elves working for you. <laughs> Sam, you are insane. Uh-huh. Listen, I mean, it works. He's just straight into the point. He doesn't have time for small talk. Yeah. This guy has a bunch of elves working for him. He's going to say that. Honestly, very Castiel of him. <laughs> um. So Brennan does the whole, like, information about the backstory of what happened to get all this case happening. 
of that, yeah, like which summoning the leprechaun, etc. Waldine does his starting to get stalked by the red cap thing. Um, the fruit and the fat is an interesting mm-hmm. phrase. Um, <laughs> when it's, referring it's to a suitably person. classic. Yeah, it it really really you should have asked what that meant. I think it's. I mean, the phrase itself um, is like biblical. Mm. Um, and, and generally does not refer to human beings. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seems like a thing fairies would say. Yeah, no, it's fair, except we yeah. still have no idea why they want that guy, so... Yeah. I mean, fairies want people for fairies for strange fairy reasons. Often... For nefarious reasons. <laughs> Nefa- uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> There's something interesting here about the, them, like, wanting somewhere safe. Um, that's like, why is why do they need somewhere safe? Like, what is... Are the, I want to know more about fairy history in this world. Like, is it is it not safe for them in the UK anymore? Is, like, did these... Did this group, like, leave? I don't know. Um. Well, they... They came from, you know, fairyland, right? Whatever alternate dimension, reality, right. whatever it was. So why is right, that I guess that's true. for them? But we're just never going to find that out, probably. Yeah. Maybe this is a bunch of, like, criminal fairies or, like, you know, I mean, refugees they do seem to be or something. Eating people, so maybe that's yeah. why. Maybe it's some, like, as above, so below shit in terms of, like, the war in the, the apocalypse happening here caused something similar to happen in fairyland. Maybe they're just fleeing Captain Holly short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Wyatt, for getting all my deep cuts today. You're welcome. I'm trying to make a deep cut for Wyatt, too, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> Who are you th- thinking of? The little fucker fey guy. What? What? Callus! They should put Callus in Supernatural! Oh, well, okay, Fuck that's me. for nobody but me and you. Exactly, exactly. I can't believe you forgot Callus's name. Callus is a very prominent character across our multiple tabletop games. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible little reality jumping fairy boy who sucks, and we love him. <laughs> yep, he's the type of character where whenever he comes on screen or is mentioned, everybody in the call goes ah. He's basically, just Loki. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Dean attacks this little person who it turns out is the district attorney. Yeah. Dean is a moron. Uh huh. Like. I get that he thought that the place was deserted. He thought that he was already attacking, you know, the fairy who was attacking him. But you are now in a public street yelling, what do you want, fairy, huh? Fairy? Like, that's the only thing you're saying. What do you think people are going to think is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets arrested for a homophobic hate crime. I will say, this conversation is pretty funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. I screenshotted the transcript and showed it to my non-supernatural friends because I was like, look what the fuck is happening on this show. Like, I, I was not a fan of the, like, Dean being like, I guess he's done well for himself, blah, 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 blah. Like, but yeah. the the sheriff going like, I need to, I don't even understand what kind of hate crime this was. Would you have had a problem if he was a full-size homosexual? <laughs> Uh, also, like, when he gets arrested, he's, like, yelling at Sam, fight the fairies, just as this crowd of people is looking at Literally, him. Literally, there's so many people, Dean. Dean's had a rough day. Yeah. 
He says, I don't hate any size person or any size gay guy. This is one uh-huh. of the times that Dean says the word gay. And also, weird phrasing. Implies Are you implying that, that gay people, guys aren't yeah. people, Dean? Um, he's so stupid. Only the ones that matter. Um, anyway. <laughs> and the, uh, the sheriff goes, son, you were all kinds of messed up. Oh, uh-huh, he That's is. That's true. It's true. Um, we also get like a little montage of him like pacing around in the cell. Um, I believe the implication here is that Brennan gave the elves tequila to knock him out. No, it says that it's cream that the cream uh, affects them like, like tequila. tequila. Oh, okay. The transcript is wrong then. I like made a note about tequila in my notes, but it's not. The line he says is the cream hits him like tequila. So okay. they're, they're, they're fucking Yeah, the transcript drunk. is wrong here. Okay. Um, then he gets out his spell book, which has... Uh, like h sounds in it and i believe is irish gaelic but i can't guarantee that because the transcript doesn't know what real words they're saying yeah i yeah i don't know i tried to find it but i had a hard time he is summoning a leprechaun though so or i guess he's trying to banish a leprechaun more accurately yeah summoning um and it kind of works but then wayne kills him yeah wayne just shows up and stabs him um, there is pretty good, like, vanishing effects for Wayne in this scene. Like, this is yeah. where all the special effects budget went for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do a little back and forth. Like, Wayne's like, what? Like, the jig isn't up. Like, you're the only one who knows and your brother, but we've we've marked him and I can take you out. He's very affable in a way that's very good. Um, just this friendly old bald man who's also a murderer who maybe eats people love that for him uh-huh. um and yeah he teleports around and is like i can see that you're missing a soul we fairy folk are all about energy human silk is off a certain perfume your soul is far away but not completely out of reach and then he says i can get it back for you for a price which immediately made me tent my fingers because i love when fairies offer people deals that they would probably want to take um sam's like oh that's so cute it's locked in a box with a devil your devil not mine delicious there's no freaking way a leprechaun can do what angels cannot angels ha please i'm talking about real magic sunny from my side of the fence got a way of getting in back doors i love this so much yes Mm -hmm. it's so good like uh, someone could potentially say like oh he could have been bluffing here this could be a trick but like in in my heart of hearts, fairies don't lie. They mm-hmm. just tell you dangerous truths. Mm-hmm. Slash try to, like, misdirect and trick you. Again, if people paid attention to what's being offered, like, if, if uh, Brennan hadn't been so desperate, he probably would have figured out that something was bad here. Uh, Dean's like, so you're my blue fairy, you can make me a real boy again. <laughs> Pinocchio stuff coming back. Um, and then Sam shoots him. Uh, and it doesn't take him. He's like, ow, iron, painful, but not a deal breaker. Love that. I really want to know what he would have asked for. I wish we could have gotten that at the very least. Mm-hmm. I know we were running out of time in the episode, but it would have been interesting seeing Sam have to deliberate a little bit more on whether to take this cho- to take this deal or not. Mm-hmm. Then we have a double fight scene, like, interspliced yep. into each other, because... Um... Sam and Wayne are going at it while Dean uh, has some fisticuffs with the red cap in jail. Um, mm-hmm. Neither of the boys there's, are doing so well. There's a there's a very cool moment where uh, Sam goes at him with the iron knife um, and 
Wayne just grabs it and like we see it burn his hand, but like he still manages to just knock it aside. This is extreme. He's very obviously like a very powerful fairy. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> Sam's like, he agrees that he's not going to shoot Wayne because it didn't work. And so he's like, so do me a favor and count this and like pours out yep. some salt. And, he, and, and Wayne, Wayne is like is so mad about so it. So bad. He's so mad. His like whole face screws up. He's like, ah, oh, come on. And Sam goes, why didn't I do that earlier? Yeah, why didn't you, Sam? He gives him this look of, like, pure hatred. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine how fucking annoying. Uh-huh. One thing I kind of wish is, like, um, he started counting it really fast to, like, give this, like, a little bit more, um, like, menace. Yeah. Like, Yeah. He's counting so slowly. He's not even, yeah. like, counting by twos. He's literally pushing, like, one grain of salt at a time, going, like, one, yeah. two, three. Like, I don't know. if I feel, I feel like if that was one of my weaknesses, I would get better at that. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah, it's uh, And then the spell finishes. And, like, a whole holes in reality open that they just get sucked back into. And it looks all right, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, little swoops. Yep. Swoop. <laughs> uh, and then we get the denouement. We get another comment about the DA. Uh-huh. Um, not a great one. drop the charges. Yeah. Uh, and then Dean's like, do you think that he actually could have brought back your soul? And Sam's like, when would that ever be a good thing? My brain is working so much better now. Dean's like, you're you're still, you know, getting your soul back, right? You're not mm -hmm. having second thoughts. And he goes, no. Heh. <laughs> and that's like the end. <laughs> I love when Sam yep. goes, heh. <laughs> this scene, the lighting in this scene is very pretty. They're like shooting at golden hour. Their faces are like all lit up by the setting sun. But, yeah, there's not a lot of meat to it. And that's the episode. That is the episode. Anything else y'all want to say? I'm a, I already talked about my broad thoughts about the episode. Um, no. No, I think that's it. Okay. Yep. Uh, Wayne was played by Robert Picardo, who, as said, was the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, he was also Coach Cutlip in The Wonder Years, Dick Richard in China Beach, Richard Woolsey in Stargate, uh, Puddington in Bravest Warriors, and Ithamar Conkey in Dickinson. A lot of, a lot of Dicks and Richards in this guy's IMDb. <laughs> um, Dick Richard. The girl from the cold open, who was apparently named Kim, uh, was played by Mackenzie Porter, who will go on to be a hit single producing Canadian country singer. Uh, she's Good the first Canadian woman to earn back-to-back -back number ones on the chart since Shania Twain. Um, anyway, she also yeah, she mm -hmm. also played Courtney and Dino Sapien, Naomi Bohannon in Helen Wheels, and Marcy Wharton in Travelers. And uh, that's it. The episode. Uh, we're gonna take a break now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Cage Six Heat. Caged heat. Yeah. <laughs> We had an audacity problem, so we are going to be redoing this whole episode, I guess. Um, we didn't get very far into it, but um, here goes. Okay, synopsis time. 6, 10, Caged Heat, teleplay by Brett Matthews, story by Jenny Klein and Brett Matthews. 
We open on Crowley chained to a chair and bloody during an interrogation, but then we pull back and it's Crowley doing the interrogating. This is actually the alpha shapeshifter who refuses to tell the location of Purgatory even when Crowley stabs him with iridium and threatens to murder his babies, so Crowley beheads him. Title card. The boys deliver a Rougarou to a demon who banters with them, and then they discuss their frustration at working for Crowley. Sam vanishes mid-conversation and Dean finds him in the next room unconscious before he too gets knocked out. They wake up tied to chairs, and it's Meg. Hi, Meg. She wants to know where Crowley is, which they genuinely don't know. Um, she has a knife to Dean's throat when Sam starts laughing. He's figured out that she and her demon flunkies are running from Crowley after his takeover of hell, and she's looking to kill him before he gets her. Sam offers to help her get Crowley if she gets something out of him first, implying that he's going to demand his soul back. Dean has a little homoerotic tension with a demon for funsies and then discusses this new partnership with Sam, who says, yeah, she did kill Ellen and Joe, but it's okay to work with her now because we'll just kill her when we're done. Sam summons Cass by telling him they found the Ark of the Covenant, and when Cass shows up, he goes, haha, psych, dumbass, that's Indiana Jones, and tells him he doesn't care about the Civil War. Cass is not impressed with this behavior. Sam threatens him, and Cass apparently agrees because next we see them with Dean, who is not told how Sam got Cass here. The three guys try to find Crowley with a spell that doesn't work, um, then they go snoop for answers and get caught by Samuel. Cass lets them have a family talk. Sam says, sorry, Samuel says that Crowley promised to revive Mary if he cooperates, so he can't choose the boys over Crowley because that would be choosing them over his daughter. Um, Dean says, fuck that. This is the same mistake we always make, but Samuel kicks them out. So <sighs> then Cass watches porn and we are going to talk about this, so I won't even bring it up now. Then Samuel shows up with a map and Meg gives Sam the ruby knife, so he kills her her henchman and he keeps it um Cass warns Dean that even getting Sam's soul back could fuck some Sam up even more psychologically speaking and Sam overhears this dun 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 they all go to the monster prison place and they have a little it's quiet almost too quiet moment before they get chased by some hellhounds and trapped um, Meg tries to black smoke her way out, but she can't because of a spell on the building. Sam offers Meg the ruby knife for the dogs because only she can see them, but she says save it for killing Crowley, and then she kisses Cass, uh, which is a ploy to steal his angel blade, but he gets very into it because of how he's learned to kiss from the pizza man porn that he watched. Um, anyway, she takes the angel blade and the boys go on, except Cass gets blasted off by Samuel with a sigil. Uh, Samuel has sold them out. Crowley now has them thrown in adjacent cells. Um, Meg kills the last of the invisible hellhounds, and then she gets walked in on by Christian, who is still possessed. Um, obviously, otherwise he would be dead. Samuel visits the boys in their cells to argue about Mary, and Dean says if they ever meet again, he'll kill Samuel. Meg is now naked and strapped to a torture table. Um, Christian's gonna torture her. Dean fights some ghouls. He is not doing so well. Luckily, meanwhile, Sam has gnawed through his own wrist to make a blood devil's trap like a freak, and so he escapes to save Dean, and then they save Meg from her interrogation. Then they go beat up the devil-trapped Crowley using Meg's powers until he admits that he can't get Sam's soul back. Meg tries to kill Crowley with the knife, but he defeats her, breaks the trap, and pins the boys to the wall. So then Cass appears. Hi, Cass. Um, Cass has a sack of bones, which we know must be Crowley's, and when Crowley repeats that he can't get Sam's soul, Cass burns the bones, Crowley goes up in smoke, um, and Meg vanishes before the boys can think about killing her. Cass says he'd rather be here hanging out with the Winchesters than fighting... Um, his civil war in heaven, but he's fucking busy, you guys. And Sam is like, okay, go murder everyone in this prison for us. Um, and when he's gone, Sam says, actually, I don't want my soul back. Bye. And that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm.
So I went on a whole like rant that we lost about <laughs> how I am not pleased with how this one ends in terms of like we literally literally just talking about the fact that Crowley was a weird choice as a villain and this plot seemed kind of weird, but I was interested in seeing where it was going, I guess. And then they just kill him. He's just dead now. So I guess that's that part done. I don't know what's going on in this show. It seems like a hell of a mess. Maybe he's not, like, actually dead, but, like, it's stupid either way in terms of, like, uh, it's a bad fake-out if he's gonna show back up. Uh, and, like, Cass just shows up completely, like, Angelus Ex Machina, like I've said before. Uh, like, I got the bones, I'm gonna solve this problem for you, and also kill all these monsters for you, because monsters aren't people. And, yeah, this is... This was an alright episode up until the end, and then I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's my rant distilled. It's slightly lower energy, Wyatt. Yeah. Um, that was it, then we went chronologically, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we talked a little bit about how the the knife that Carly uses is made of iridium, which is, like, literally more commonly found in meteorites than in the Earth's crust, which I think is pretty cool, um, as, like, a choice of monster's weakness, um, considering, like... Yeah, sometimes monsters are weak to a specific metal. Why not make it one of the cool, coolest, rarest ones ever? Um, mm -hmm. That is pretty neat. Yeah, my point to that is, like, it's true. I would think it was cooler if it, like, mattered at all, but none of the monsters mm -hmm. really matter, and it feels like just a perfunctory, like, oh, this is the weakness. Um, I love season six, Crowley. He's such a motherfucker. I will say, like, he kind of comes off as a little, like, he fails in the scene, like, the torture doesn't work, he's like, the, the shifter calls his bluff, mm -hmm. it's like, I'll make more, I'll make more babies, kill my babies, because he's being real scary, demon, baby murder threatening here, but it doesn't really work. I did say the babies are a replenishable resource. I feel like that's important to keep for the uh -huh. archives. <laughs> uh-huh. You could have gone on without having to repeat that, but I'm, yeah, I'm but proud I wanted of you to for... because it's funny. Ash thinks that baby murder is like an integral part of its brand now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reproductibility of babies. The the uh... gonna start wearing baby fingers in your hair like John Gaius. You can't make that. Girl, what the fuck? What <laughs> Ash hasn't Who? read Lock Tomb. Yeah, I know, but you got it. Oh, listen, oh, if a if a two it. of a, if a two out of three reference gets made in this podcast, that's okay. pretty good. It's true. I <laughs> yeah, did literally. Mostly, it's just Ash. me speaking things to the listeners as you two look on in confusion. That's literally all we do for you, though. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, but, moving yeah. forward, <laughs> uh, there's a a demon. Um, he calls Dean a little bitch. Yeah, I mean, the show's like, hey, remember that you're working for demons, uh, that they're working for demons. That's the thing that we gotta remind you of before we stop that being the thing that's happening in this episode. Um, so, Dean's very upset, makes some tasteless rape jokes, uh, makes another one later when he gets locked in a room with some other demons. It's not great. Yeah, um, the, the demon says, I'm sorry, I, I can see you talking or i can hear you talking i can see your mouth moving but i don't know what you're saying because i don't speak little bitch and then his eyes go black oh it's so uh -huh. good i love mm -hmm. fucking demons if to, to be fair if i could make my eyes go black as like punctuation to whatever like dumb shit i just said like no, it would exactly. definitely make whatever dumb shit i just said seem cooler exactly exactly um dean got called a little bitch like one time and immediately is like i don't want to do this job anymore it sounds like little bitch behavior mm-hmm 
If you don't want to be called a little bitch, don't act like a little bitch. It's that simple, Dean. Um. So yeah, they they go back to they go back to their motel and Meg's goons knock them out, and she looks great as we said. Her hair looks good. She's got a cool amulet thing going on, leather jacket. She's Women fans, we feast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, brief note, Sam looks really funny knocked out on the floor. My notes say he died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he died. Mean, yeah, there's... The family guy pose. There's a bit... Someone gets hit in the head with, like, a big, like, pole later on, and it's very funny. Are you sure that wasn't the shifter in the cold open? Both of them. No. The shifters went bonk, and then the... No, Crowley, like... Crowley cuts the shifter's head off, which yeah, is Yeah, but funny, the but... first thing you see is is Crowley hitting him with a with a, a... stick of some kind. Hmm. <laughs> a pug. Uh... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Dean or Sam that like hits someone with like a big yeah, stick or something later on. Yeah, it's one of the ghouls, and it goes thwack. I wrote both yeah. of those sound effects down. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Emma, for your sound effect node no- notation. <laughs> oh yeah, I found it. Yeah, Sam rips a bar off a door and hits one of them in the side of the head. He just goes down like a sack of bricks. Wouldn't nice. you? Okay, but we're not like powerful monsters. <laughs> Is there something you'd like to share with the class? I was debating whether ghouls count as powerful, not whether I count as mm. monster. They have super. Oh, yeah, he they does. Have, they have super strength. Yeah, yeah, but he does sort of go down to a bar ripped off the side of a door. That's true. Well, they anyway. show us how buff Sam is. That's true. Sam's real <laughs> buff now. Yeah. He's... Uh, so Meg is here. She's like, I want you to get me Crowley, right? That's what she wants. Yeah, yeah. she wants to know where yeah. Crowley is so that she can go kill him. Yeah, because she's a Lucifer loyalist. Mm-hmm. Um, we once again get Dean as like the subject of sub- subtextual sexual violence that was really hard to say there's a lot of s's and x's in that sentence um where you know meg is like straddling him mm-hmm. um making suggestive jokes and yeah like, she flirts with them this whole time give her what he, she wants so you know she does that to everybody we get yeah, like when it she's was being sam tortured last time later yeah in, like meg 1.0 but yeah um, yeah she does do that to sam frequently dean in general Dean, like we, the, the Dean experiences you know? misogyny crowd. She can't stop. She needs to be constantly spritzed with a bottle of cold water, like whenever she's on screen. <laughs> Literally, she she. Listen, Meg, I'm free this Friday if you free this Friday. <laughs> Should you? I'm so sending. Bad. I'm sending you to horny jail, but like you know, <laughs> the the cell door's open. You want to let me in with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I dropped the key. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, I there's a. There's a devil's trap oh no i guess i have to go in to let you out <laughs> oh no oh uh, there's a good bit with the devil's trap later mm-hmm. yes um but yeah we get we get joker fight sam being like aha it's she actually who is who yeah, is in detective trouble sammy here worked it out yeah detective I'm sammy gone full yeah, <laughs> yeah she shrinks into a corn cob <laughs> um. Should we leave that in the refs to actually yeah. explain that? What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> um, shrinks. People, people know. Cobb drill tweet. People to be know fair, I didn't know it the first tweet. time I heard you quote it at me, Wyatt. So okay, fine. Um, after t- Tumblr likes drill, don't they? Yeah, but we're trying to broaden our appeal beyond the Tumblr girlies. Hi, Tumblr girlies, we love you. Hi, Twitter girlies, <laughs> run thin ice. Yeah, just kidding. Follow nice. us. Um. So 
Yeah, I, I, the the Sammy detectiveness works better for me here in terms of like he does mention like you're all sweaty, but like mostly he just figures this out through deductive reasoning of being like you're running from Crowley. That's why you want to get him. Crowley's definitely hunting you, which means you need our help. Yeah, it is like, specifically yeah, that checks because out. they're Lucifer loyalists. Yeah, yeah. He's just making a deduction based on information that he knows already. It's that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean and Meg flirt with each other some more. She, or I guess Dean flirts with another demon. Yeah, literally a demon who is using a male vessel like stares yeah. at Dean for a bit and Dean yeah. goes, you gonna kiss me? You didn't have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked you. Literally no one asked. Dean in any situation will, with a man will be like, oh, you want to kiss me so bad it makes you look stupid. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they are just looking at him. Yeah. It was he who wanted to kiss them. So true. Um, Sam proves his, like, the, the potential usefulness of him not having a soul here, of being like, we should do this because it's advantageous to us, even though we are upset that she uh, killed our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg makes a comment about how she'll be able to torture the information on Sam's soul out of Crowley. Uh, she mentions that she has studied under Alistair just like Dean, and she says, I can, I can do it, can uh-huh. I, Dean? And I was like, no, that's the thing he's sensitive about! <laughs> mm, when demons bring up hell to Dean specifically, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> this is the continuity episode. Yep. When will you learn that Supernatural has consequences? Consequences for me, specifically. Um, Sam calls down Castiel with the Ark of the Covenant, like you said in the synopsis. It's pretty funny. It is really mm-hmm. funny. Castiel, you need to go have a movie night, and then they will not trick you. Um, this is the scene I was talking about, where uh, Castiel looks so small next to Sam, who's so big. He's just a little guy framed over Sam's like enormous shoulder. Yes. But and then he still when manages he does... to pull it off. It's uh-huh. true. When he yeah, does he, the he, will you hold boy. On, hold on. Yeah. Okay, so, Sorry. Okay. So, yep. So let me, let's set up the Sam screen. says, if you don't help us, I will hunt you down and kill you. And Cass completely unfazed. Wyatt voice, please. Okay. <laughs> Goes, will you boy? How? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Cass he, is like, so he's hot, like stepping in closer as he says this. Sastiel. Yeah. He makes this like, you. they could have, he's got this real, he's got this real intense look on his face. That's a fucking angel. You guys got used yeah. to it. Yeah. That's He's like, this fucking blood now, freak? But that's an angel. This blood freak? This abomination? He's talking this to little me like bitch? this? This little bitch? <laughs> and, and Sam t- bluff called. is like, I don't know yet. Yeah. But I'll Figure do it. it. I don't sleep. I will say that I don't sleep is a little bit threatening. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, no. Just say research you're obsessed with him and go, Sam. Research me. gonna research me to death sam to be fair that's where his stats are highest it's true it's true he can uh roll clash with his intelligence instead of his strength Cass was literally mid-battle yeah he's like i'm in the middle of something do you mind he doesn't have time to go watch supernatural with you sam he's busy doing things too cool to show on the screen of supernatural so true they don't have the budget for him. They don't have the budget, darling. Anyway, so Sam and Cass show up together, and Dean's like, wow, he actually showed up. And Sam says, no big. This is what friends do for each other. Threatened to kill Cass one second ago. Uh-huh. So, uh, Cass gives him the best look, too. He, like, cocks his head a little bit, like, okay, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Literally drew, like, a rolling eyes emoji in my <laughs> notes. 
Sam is such a bastard this season. It is very fun, I will say. Uh huh. I do love it when Sam is a bitch. And when Sam and Cass are bitchy to each other. Literally, yeah. Sestiel shippers, I see it. Bitch for bitch. They could make each other worse. They could make each other worse. See, those are the. There's only two types of Sam ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of them are I could make him worse. And then there's Eileen. Um, anyway. Um, and then I go talk to Samuel. Well, not Correction, they sneak Samuel in. Them, well, and Samuel yes. catches them. Yeah, when I was writing the synopsis, Don't I they... did that too. I was like, they sorry, go ask they go. They did not go ask Samuel. Sorry, sorry. They go. They go investigate Samuel and get caught by him and talk to him. I yeah. guess yeah. I should say. I was just trying to skim things along here, but you're right. They do not want to talk to him. No. Dean says, "Cass, can you give us a minute?" And he goes, "Poof, poof." Yeah, it's just like camera cuts away for a second, and he's gone. I guess he's gonna go back and join the battle for the next five minutes. Uh huh. Yep. Hey, man, go do what you can demons. when you can, okay? He's on that grind set. I wonder if um, uh, there's a bit, I think, with Quicksilver um, in a Marvel comic, and I cannot cite my sources here, but where he's like, do you have any idea? He's basically intense ADHD. He's like, do you have any idea how hard it is? To pretend to be normal and move at the pace of a normal human. Time moves so different for me in a way that I cannot ever possibly explain to you guys. It is such a relief when I get to like run around at the speed that I'm more comfortable being at. Waiting in a line is hell. Mood. Uh, and I wonder if it's the same for Cass when he's like in a human body on Earth where he's like, I could solve this problem so much more quickly. Yeah, Cass handshake, Quicksilver handshake the doctor. Mm-hmm. Time is different for me. It makes me want to kill you. <laughs> That's just what overstimulation is is like, though. It's just what it's like being in the subway. Mm-hmm. Well, also, Cass and the Doctor have a difference from Quicksilver in that they're extremely fucking old. Yes, like the oh. <laughs> whole plot of Supernatural is that is I mean, with is like within the past. What is it like six years now? Mm-hmm. Six years. Try six billion. Like. Yep. Get with it. He's literally so Your old. problems are so tiny. Stop making it my problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not like your boss? Let me get right on that. Just <laughs> Nobody likes their boss, dumbass. Fix your uh, like employment issue. Why don't you unionize and maybe you'll calm down? Literally. Uh, so they're talking to Samuel and Samuel spills that Carly uh, promised to bring Mary back. And Samuel says, yeah. that's the difference between you and me. You know how to live without her. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah, that was a good line. That was a yeah. good that's his fucking daughter, dude. Yeah. Ugh. He has, like, a picture of her from back in the, I guess, 70s. Back in the day. Um, you know, when he died. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Which Pelegi is a good actor. And Dean says, stop trying to bring back people who are already yeah, um, dead just because they are family. That is literally everything we have ever done yep, on this show, and it never goes yep, anywhere. Yeah, this good. fucking family, it's in their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this bit. Like, this makes sense for why he's doing this. Uh, Mitch Pelegi acts a lot with his, like, enormous eyebrows in this scene. <laughs> literally so true. Mitch Pelegi handshake Peter Capaldi. Eyebrows. <laughs> you know that bit in, I don't know if either of you have been reading uh, Dracula Daily, um, but no. in, I think it was probably like early October, there was a bit where I think Jonathan was talking to, um, Professor Van Helsing and he was like, do you have any idea what it's like to doubt yourself? No, you couldn't. Not with eyebrows like those. <laughs> <laughs> Get his maybe, ass, Maybe Jonathan. I should read Dracula. 
it's not worth it, but some of it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- th- Samuel's really like, you two mean nothing to me. Literally. And he's right. He's like, I don't know you bitches from a hole in the wall. There's this asshole who doesn't even have a soul, and he just, like, is some mm-hmm. kind of hunter-killing machine, and then there's this guy that you just met. Like, I also would trade my daughter for those guys. Yeah. Yep. Even though they're her sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be Which fair, be Samuel has explain. met Dean before, but he did not make a very good impression at that no. time either. Also, also if Mary like comes back ago. as the age that in that picture, then she won't even know Sam and Dean. That's true. Which is pretty fucked up, actually. Okay. Oh, I think we, I know. I know what we have to talk about next. God, fuck me. Well, <laughs> you didn't need to quote Stop. it. Stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the so so Samuel doesn't care about them at all, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, Dean, "Fuck them kids." They like guilt him and out enough for him to just let them go, basically. Dean's like, "Fine, whatever. Bring her back." You gonna tell her that you fucked over her kids? What like what are you gonna do, man? He's like, go away. So they do. Uh we come back to the motel and Castiel is watching something on television. Why can you do the voice, please? <laughs> it's very complex. God, please. If the pizza man truly loves this babysitter, why does he keep slapping her rear? Perhaps she's done something wrong. Yeah. The the inflection he has, he's like, there's a pause, and he, like, looks down in, like, pensive thought before he goes, perhaps she said she's done something wrong. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, I want to psychoanalyze Cass for a second here, because if, okay, if this is his first exposure to porn, and his first exposure to spanking, how does he equate spanking with wrongdoing? Children, people spank their children throughout much of history across the world in various but cultures. But he doesn't know he about that stuff. What, what inflicts pain, um, and he understands pain as punishment. True. I feel like he could have picked it up being around <laughs> as long as he is. Like he doesn't get a lot of stuff, but like again, it it's existed in humanity for long enough that. That's true. He picked it up along the way. Yeah, also, I I'm never gonna find this, but I did see like a half-joking but incredibly earnest analysis of, like, this line of, like, Cass, Uh like, assuming not that this is pleasurable for her, but that this is a punishment. Like, jumping to the punishment for wrongdoing. Like, that's the angel mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. Cass, you need some sex education. And also just sex. It's gonna be the last word there. There you go. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Dean says, you're watching porn? Why? And Cass says, it was there hysterically funny then dean says you don't watch porn in a room full of dudes and you don't talk about it don't <sighs> not like oh you're not supposed to like you you don't you, you simply don't do not dean the way your mind works the way that you understand rules the way you have uh assimilated not that's not the word i want but you know what i mean um internalized um norms and standards and expectations of everything about your life okay you don't do that okay um, then he says, just turn it off. And then Cass looks down in his lap, and Dean says, well, now he's got a boner. After Dean gave him an order, my lips are touching the mic. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> also, Dean, why are you looking? I mean, Ash, buddy. You should- okay, but if you, don't, if you don't watch porn in a room full of dudes and you don't talk about it, you also don't comment on the fact that your buddy has a boner. Well, then how I guess. would you know otherwise? Just because Misha Collins looked down at his lap? 
Are they gonna show us Mr. Collins' No, but that's what I'm saying. That's his bulge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough words for tonight. (laughs) Anyway, at that exact moment, Samuel walks in, and well, okay, more accurately, Dean opens the door for Samuel, and Cass is still watching Uh this thing, and so Samuel says, (laughs) "Samuel's like, what the fuck?" Um, and Castiel says, "We are not supposed to talk about it." Mm -hmm. Cass, you're making Grandpa Uh... think we're gay. So this was also written by the people who wrote Live Free Twihard. So this is their first cast. This is the first episode, the time they've oh, written cast. I want to know what, I want to know the conversation that resulted in the scene happening. I truly want to know so badly. Every time Supernatural mentions sexuality, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? You guys are insane in the head. I mean, I get it. Like, it is funny. It is very much no. a writer's room thing of being like, haha, wouldn't it be funny if Castiel saw porn? Like, how would he react? No, it is great. Like, this is a great scene. It's it's an immortal cast yeah. moment. A lot, a lot of the show is like, let's put the funny guys in the funny situation and see what happens. Literally, it's the funny guys in situations show. Yeah. And also, noticeably, Cass, like, immediately has internalized that they're not supposed to talk about it um so he's he's like don't comment on it you're not supposed to talk about it but he doesn't stop wanting to watch it mm-hmm. there's such a complex look on his face i know he's doing the his the voices he's trying to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is cultural research for him mm-hmm. this is i think this also is... does not know that he is gay or a man watching heterosexual porn <sighs> Mm-hmm. This also, I, I, in regards to what you said earlier, Ash, I don't think it's overstimulation. I think it's understimulation. I think he needs something to do. You know what? You're so right. You're so right. That is actually what I meant. And also, you know, when you have like a work thing coming up and you're like, let me do every hobby I have instead. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me start well, one of his projects. hobbies. Yeah, he <laughs> has like figure out what's going a civil on here war with... on the back burner and he's like, what if I got into porn instead? <laughs> That makes God, you sound like he opens I, an OnlyFans. <laughs> Maybe he did. I need I the know. montage of like angels fighting it out on like a celestial battle, like anime style, throwing fucking galaxies at each other or whatever. And Castiel's just sitting there watching porn as <laughs> it's happening. Like the stars start to go out in the sky. There are like scr- operatic screams as like blades of light emerge from the cosmos. Cut to Castiel watching porn. <laughs> Right the fuck, right this fucking minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Samuel's back. Um, what even does he want again? I forget. Uh, well, he's he's playing the long con on them right now. I don't even fucking remember. I think he just says you're right. Right? Is this him luring them to the fucking yeah. torture yeah, dungeon? Yeah, right. Um, gives them the map and says. Right. Um, I wish you wouldn't do this. Sam says, come with us. And Samuel says, I may be soft, but I'm not suicidal. And then he's there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But he certainly did not come with them. Definitely not. Uh, Meg calls Castiel Clarence again. Nice little callback. Yeah, so true. Uh, he calls her a abomination, and Meg says something truly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the way she says the word Dewey just makes me like a re- recoil. <laughs> Come on, read the line, So Bart. Cas- So Castiel says, why are we working with these abominations? And she says, keep talking dirty. It makes my meat suit all dewy. <laughs> what the fuck, Meg? What is wrong with you? you and there's a little bit of a zazel in, a tank in of there. Water. There's a little bit. Of, I mean, yeah. Yeah, she needs to go in the lobster tank. <laughs> 
Horny oh. jail is not enough. <laughs> it didn't fix Sam's... Eddie Brock, and it would not fix her. <laughs> Meg's like, tell, tell me where Crowley is. Sam's like, yeah, tell you so you can just leave us for dead. Meg says, you boys have serious abandonment issues. She's right. She what? does literally abandon them immediately. <laughs> I mean, yes, but she's also right. She is right. Also, Meg is like, how could you think I would betray you? When every single time that they betray her, she's like, oh my god, how could you do that? That's my thing. Me, the specialist princess, says the knife cat. <laughs> Literally. She's just surprised Pikachu, but like with little felt eyes stuck on. <laughs> or eyebrows, I mean. <laughs> like, you know that post where it's uh, Muppet Avengers? <laughs> uh-huh. Kermit is the Hulk, but he doesn't actually change when he goes into the Hulk. He just puts felt eyebrows on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so Sam's like, oh, God. No, I was going to skip to, like, the cast scene. Oh, well, oh Sam's God. like, hey, give me the knife. Um, and he just murders a demon in front of her to assert dominance. He says he was more uh, interested in killing us than he was in the job. Do you really want somebody like that on, like, coming in with us? Which, like, he totally, like, mind reads this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he has been, been like, giving them, like, them. the stink eye. Yeah, yeah but, like, the scowling at them in the background this whole time. Did that. Yeah. And Sam just thinks the vibes were demons. off. And for Solus, Sam, rotten vibes is a, a, an offense worth, worth death. This guy's not even on the IMDb cast. I don't know who he is. <laughs> My heater just kicked on. I guess I should say the radiator. Um... Then Cass tells Zine about how bad it could be for Sam if they give him his soul back because um, that is a traumatized soul and that could be really bad for his brain. Yeah. Um, and Dean is like, no, he needs a soul. People need souls. This is not up for debate. And Cass is like, well. And he's like, nope. Uh-huh. I do think it's interesting that they're like, well, you know, if you your soul's probably pretty fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Kess does I'm say, just... um, he says, I'm not, he starts by saying, I'm not sure retrieving Sam's soul is wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the reason he gives is, I want him to survive, which is like, that's his friend. He's worried about Y'all him. know, um, y'all know the JoJo kick gif of those guys curb stomping that dude? Yes. And then the one sipping tea. And uh-huh. Joining. And then he joins yeah. in too. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah that I'm just imagining I'm just imagining <laughs> Lucifer and Michael doing that to Sam yeah. just for eternity in the pit. And then Adam <laughs> Sam's little soul like curled up into a little ball as they just like are kicking him for eternity. Okay, hold on, hold on. I know what I must do. I'm opening Google Images. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Uh, Dean calls uh, Sam a replicant because he's a nerd. Uh, Dean, you don't understand that movie. The whole point is that they're more human than human. They have, they fucking have emotions. That's the whole point of that movie, Dean. You idiot. Idiot. Fucking cringe-ass Dumbass. Movie. What do you think the tears in the rain scene was supposed to imply, fucking stupid? <laughs> I love knowing just enough to understand what you're talking about. This is <laughs> uncontroversial take. Blade Runner. It's a good movie. Um, so they go, they go into the, the spooky, spooky murder torture prison. Um, there's monsters being like, "Help me!" Uh, they, yeah. And then they get attacked One by hellhounds. Is, is the gin from um, the season six premiere? Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. That's cool. Well, we didn't see a this lot. This truly of is episode. the continuity episode. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're like, hey, remember things? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Brit, Brit, Brigida. Brit, Brit, yeah. No, I do remember her. Um, yeah, and then they get attacked by hellhounds. Um, Awoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ash. <laughs> You're so welcome. Also, I made the meme. Let me see this. <laughs> right, Adam. Right. Good. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my few skills. Put that shit in the refs. It's already. I literally put it in. the Oh no! I just mean when we do the when we when oh, we okay. in the sorry in the description of the podcast, mm-hmm. okay. which I also okay. call the refs. Um, okay. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot Adam. You forgot about I Adam. Adam. Well, I mean, because he's like, because Michael and Adam are sort of the same dude. Like at this point, because he took over. Michael his body. just starts jumping on Sam's soul <laughs> rather than just using one foot. Yeah. Adam's like, "Hey, man, I want in on this." So, like you said, Meg tries to fuck off. It doesn't work. It's very funny. They do the same framing as they always do whenever a demon like vacates their body with like overhead camera things, so they can see the smoke coming out at a good angle. Uh, and it's just her like sitting there with her mouth open, as if she's gonna like catch a chip in her mouth. Yeah. Oh, wait, I wasn't looking at my notebook for a bit. Um, when Cass is warning Dean, I think, um, is when this happens. Um, with approximately 20 minutes, 33 seconds remaining, um, Dean, like, definitely looks at Cass's mouth. Good to know. They're standing very close together, like you can tell. Emma bringing us the uh, important news, the news that we need. They were just having literally a normal conversation about nothing to do with making out. And Dean is like, what if I checked out his mouth, though? What if he's kissable? What then? And what if he is kissable? Then kiss him. Yeah. Mwah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just going to be like, they didn't even let Cass get kissed. But I guess he's about to be. Like, literally seconds from now in what we're up to discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, Because Meg failed to vacate her host body. Mm-hmm. And... Then Meg kisses him. Congratulations to Castiel for getting it. So true. Congratulations to Meg's DL shippers. I know they exist. It's I don't I don't know I don't really know it's, what to make of this scene. I don't know why this happens. It exists so that she can say what was that? Because okay, I I said this in the synopsis, but she kisses Cass and like starts putting her hand into his trench to get the blade out, right? And as mm-hmm. she does that, he, like, turns the kiss so that he is now, like, pushing her up against a wall to make out with her, um, which she was not doing. She was giving him, like, a much more chaste kiss, um, and he has escalated the situation to take control like a man. Um, and so it, it she is She is very... into it, though. Yeah, no, this is absolutely, like, she seems interested. She is returning the kiss, but um, he has escalated it. Um, which is extremely uncast like behavior and everybody goes, What the fuck is happening? Um and also Dean is like, There's there's hellhounds at the door. Can you guys like wait a minute? <laughs> With whatever this is, can we have this crisis another time? Um and she says, What was that? And he says, Quiet. Um <laughs> uh, he says, I learned that from the pizza man. I do want to interject for a moment and say that Meg has no idea that Cass has nope. been watching her. No, he's just been making out with pizza. Uh huh. It's she's like, well, plus for a plus for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, canonically good kisser. Uh-huh. Cass, we love you. So true. 
She says, I feel so clean, which is a good, yeah. you know, it's funny reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I and love it. He, yeah, particularly because he's an angel. Uh, and then Sam shows up, and then then they, like, go outside. Tass vanishes immediately. Um, and I, I guess he, he, gets, he gets banished and is like, well, I know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> going to go find those fucking boats. <laughs> Yep. Uh, it's t- so dumb. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sam's betrayed them. Samuel, I mean, uh, banished, banished our boy. Um, Crowley's here. He says, best purchase I've made since Dick Cheney. Is this the second Dick Cheney joke that Crowley's made? Okay. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Was it Crowley last time? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Let me check when that was. Sin City. Oh, no, it wasn't Crowley. It was, it was a demon, but it was... Um, Casey in Sin City, the demon that Dean got stuck in a basement with. Mm, yeah, because Dean says he wanted yours, and she says not yet. But she does say that he has a parking spot reserved for him downstairs. So apparently, Crowley uh-huh. um has that deal. Crowley finally got to him. <laughs> What'd you give him, Dick? <laughs> I thought that was a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what he gave him was his soul. Uh-huh. But what did what Crowley? What did you give to him? Not the presidency, that's for sure. Uh, so they get they get dumped in prison, um, and uh, Meg gets captured. Also, uh, she killed uh, the hell now. We've seen this torture table, right? Yeah, no. The we saw uh, the, Azazel and Ruby mm-hmm. last time. Yeah, Meg's naked for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this, but. It's I have it's really not great. I do not like the exchange no. of words. I do not like the blocking. No. I don't g- even get why this is here. It doesn't really result in anything. No. No, it's just gross. It's here so that Meg and Christian can make some more sex jokes yeah. about torture. Um, because we didn't play with sexual violence yeah. enough. Yeah four jokes in the episode so far. It's just not enough. Uh, anyway, Sam in his little fucking, like, padded room, um, like, starts eating his own arm so he can draw enough blood to paint a, uh, demon sigil on the, to be a devil's trap. That has gotta be so much blood. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So much blood. Um, Um, I think somebody else in the show also did, like, a bite their wrist to get blood thing. Um, and I didn't want to mention it at the time because I was like, no, let's not spoil it. But it's very funny that yeah, Sam was like, wow, mm. I'm taking notes. Hold on. DM me and explain. No, it was it was just a little while ago. I didn't want to spoil this episode. Oh. Who did it last? It wasn't like a major character or anything. I don't remember what it was. It's fine. It's fine. I, be- I forgive you. I only have one note left and I don't even remember the context. I have quite a few. Not a lot. Um, I actually have no idea what these notes are. Good call. Oh, right. One of them is when Samuel is talking to them in their cells. Um, did he say something about dad? Oh, right. Okay. Dean says, You talk about pu- putting blood first, which is funny because you sound just like my dad. The difference is he actually did. Did he? I don't know, Dean. Did he? Like, yeah, he sold his soul for you, but he also didn't show up when you were dying the other time. You literally called him in tears and said, hi, Dad, I need some help, and he did not come for you. So, um, Dean, you make me upset. He put blood... Yeah. 
He put blood second. Revenge was first. Depending on the phase of the moon. Anyway, it seems like I'm gonna kill my grandpa on the Kill Your Dad show. So true. Um, I love how he's like, you sound just like my dad to his maternal grandfather who canonically does not like John. <laughs> so funny. It's like, you know what? Fuck it's like, you, you think I you fucking care? Like that guy. Okay, you think I care how much I resemble that pussy? Um, I'm, I know we already touched on this, but I'm glad to get Blood Freak Sammy. Love when he's so true. a fucking weirdo. Like, you should cross the street to get away from Sam Winchester. He's a weirdo. So true. He bit through his own wrist to get, like, a pint of blood minimum. And yeah, then, like, sick. when the demons get trapped in it, he, like, grins and his teeth are all bloody. Mm, that's exactly oh, what you're yes. supposed to look like, weirdo. Mm, so true. I love it when he's a fucked up little man. Um, then we have Dean getting beat up by the um, ghouls, one of whom is black. Um, we also had a black demon earlier. Uh, this is where Dean makes his second sexual assault joke of the episode. Um, read the rest of my notes pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> once they defeat and reunite everybody, um, Crowley is like, wow, you guys aren't dead yet? And Meg walks in and goes, Crowley, and he says, whore, and she's like, okay, you know what? And, like, squishes his guts. Um, that's exactly how everyone should react. So true. Uh-huh. Oh, there's also a bit, um... Where like Dean's in a room like covered in like blood and guts and finds like a like mm-hmm. a chomped up body, um, that also I believe uh was of a black man. And for like a moment, I was wondering if it was the if we were supposed to think that that was the alpha vampire, but probably not. I think, so. I think they would have given us more clues if it I was, was just like keeping. Yeah, I was just like keeping my eyes out this whole episode for like, is the alpha vampire here? Are we gonna see him? Because like, yeah, we saw some other monsters, but but no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't think it's him either. I just wanted to call out that I thought that for, like, a moment. It's just this mysterious ghoul food victim. Um, Sam's, when Sam says, I want my soul back, Meg says, and here I thought you just grew some balls, Sam. Meg has so much gender going on, but, like, slash Neg. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's back to the same old Meg. Like, it's, it's, I will give them this. It is consistent characterization. Meg does love to feminize the boys. It's, it's true. At least Meg has consistency. Ruby does not. Um, Crowley makes a weird joke here when Cass shows up. Um, actually, one second. Crowley gets out of the devil's trap by throwing the knife that he just got off of her into the ceiling to crack the design of the devil's trap, which is very cool. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um and then Cass shows up and he says Castiel haven't seen you all season um <laughs> explain that right now tell me what you meant by that in one second mm-hmm. um like is 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 that um just a straightforward meta narrative joke is it like a season of the year joke that is just completely unprompted it's pretty funny yeah I think I I think. I kind of interpreted it as, like, a hunting season, because he's been hunting monsters, but, like, also Cass is not a monster and presumably wouldn't know where Purgatory was. Yeah, Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know why they make half the decisions they make in this show. Um, Crowley's like, hey, what's in the bag? And Cass takes out a skull and goes, you are hysterical. 
You are. It's it's pretty cool. Like as much as I already complained about this, like I will say it's good. It's pretty. It's pretty cool mm-hmm. of him to do. He's a boss. What's in He's the bag? Bitch. He's a boss. He's a bitch and a boss, and he shines like boss. Bitch boss. Um, and then the, uh, and the then transcript like, editorializes. Um, shout out to whoever made it say, Castile incinerates Crowley's bones. Bye-bye, King of Hell. Bye-bye, King so of Hell. So fucking true. <laughs> That's what I was thinking when it happened. I just wrote in my notes, like, well, rip, I guess. Well, that was anticlimactic. It's so fucking weird. I... <sighs> Oh, I'm going to withhold whatever, like, I gotta wait and see what happens. I can rant about the structure of this season when we finish the whole thing, but, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just make a decision and stick with You're it. Cowards. Um, then Meg disappears and Zine's like, well, you know, you know, we were going to kill her. And then yeah. he says, of course, I'd have get to Cass. Of course, I'd have given you an hour with her first. And uh-huh. he says, why would I want that? Dean, don't be fucking disgusting. You don't, this is... like, have control of her sexuality. It's such a nasty line. Um, but I do like that Cass is just like, it's what bad. the fuck are you talking about? Cass, absolutely mm-hmm. no line it... from A to B. <laughs> He's like, well, I did that. Felt absolutely nothing about it. Won't think about it at all from I, now why on. Why do you do it? That, I think that's... It's, this to me it's the same thing as we're not supposed to talk about it like yeah, this is what like, you this do is what you're kiss. supposed this to this is do. how to kiss yeah he learned it from the pizza man he, yeah he's like this is an objectively attractive woman who kissed me it is my turn to escalate the situation and act in a dominant way mm-hmm. like he's going through the motions and then i think like afterwards he was like okay was i supposed to feel something there what was supposed to happen this is his combat era uh-huh, it is. It's true. Why would I want that? <laughs> and then immediately followed by Cass going like, well, much of the time I'd rather be here. I know you would, gay boy. Literally so true. Why, Cass? What's keeping you here? Hmm. Surely it's not the promise of heterosexual hate sex with a demon. Rip to Cass, but I'm different. <laughs> Some of us don't have high expectations for ourselves. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, um, you're literally sitting next to your boyfriend. You are so valid. As I said, anyway. (laughs) Denim Wait, wait. yeah, um, Dean, so Cass is like, I'd rather be here. And Dean's like, we know you're busy. There's no need for apologies. We're your friends. Oh, my God. They're his friends. They're his friends. We're your friends. It's official. Also, he's like, I know you're busy. It's no big deal. Literally, all you do is complain about how he's never around when you want him around, but okay. Well, I was about to say, I like that he's finally apologizing. Yeah, it's like when when Bobby blew up at them in Weekend at Bobby's, where he's like, oh, I've been an asshole. Oops. Uh, And then Cass goes to kill all those monsters. He's doing the Ruby job of cleaning up the mess. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is what it sounds like. My yeah, soul's not I worth it. I think I'm better off without you it. You just simply would not have a soul. Rip to old Sam. No. But I'm different. <laughs> I'm built different now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a really good exchange here where Dean says, you don't even know what you're saying. And Sam says, no, I'm saying something you don't like. Oh, yeah. Tell him, Drop Sam. Drop that mic, Tell Sam. him. Stand up to big brother. <laughs> you gonna tell me I'm wrong? No. I just think the phrasing is funny. Yeah, I, that's I guess that's one. it. Um, do we have actor facts? 
Nope, there's no one new in this episode. Characters, but I guess they didn't get credited. Demons. We had stunt Ooh, actors. Who played the demons? I guess we had that guy. I guess that we had that guy who had the, that one line. Guy? Yeah, that that yes, that guy. <laughs> the yes, background like monsters and people who like punch them and don't say anything. There's a reason why Dean jokingly called them stunt actors is because they are stunt <laughs> actors. So true. I'm pretty sure there's an episode where he calls like it like stunt demon number yes, one or whatever. He does. This episode he does say extras. Yes, yes, he yes. He does he this multiple like, times. Is anyone going to acknowledge the narrative and not wait for an answer? <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> okay. If he was a gamer, he'd call them level one mobs. Casuals. <laughs> Alright, I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh, uh, th- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wait, we didn't say what we're doing next week. Yeah, that's what I'm doing! Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, particularly Apple, because that's good, I guess. I don't know. Um, next time, uh, we'll be talking about... Appointment in Samara, which is a death episode, and obviously a death episode, if you know what the title means, and Like a Virgin, which I believe is one of the lamest episodes in the entire show. Great. Sick. But at least it has cast in it. Hold on, let me... Let is me that the virgin? <laughs> I don't know. They, they go to Oregon in this episode. It's almost it's almost the biome that they're supposed to be in. Uh-huh. I mean, some of some of Oregon is the same biome as the Greater Vancouver metropolitan it's area. It's true. Just as some of uh Washington is yeah, the, the same west biome. the west the west coast. Yep, not my um, side. No. It's like a desert over here. Okay. I mean, if they wanted to film in a desert. That's like, you know what? They've never been to Nevada. It's midnight. I have work tomorrow. Wrap it up. Okay, 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 okay. Jeez, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, okay, so, um, hey, by the way, little note. Uh, sometimes I hide little little secret extra things after the credits. Uh, if you've never, if you like, when you, if the credits hit and you stop listening, I would recommend this time in particular, you keep listening. <laughs> you may be looking at your, at your fucking podcast right now being like, why is there 20 minutes left in the episode? You'll find out. I Not usually try break. to make the outro music short enough so that it's like, oh, psych. Okay, that's cool. I, but I didn't if you, know you did that. But if you if you like hear what we're doing next week and you're like, all right, episode's over, let's go. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we put a lot Listen of work in this show, damn it. <laughs> all right, goodbye, everybody. Wait, Right, 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 right. Until next time, uh, uh, who doesn't have the soul among us? Did we decide on that? Yeah, it was Ash. Among us? Oh, right, right, because Ash is that, the ginger. I'm the ginger adjacent. Right, so, Ash, you'll be going yeah. what? Fuck souls, I what? guess. Oh my god. Yeah. Ash, you fail at improv. I'm sorry. I'm giving you an <laughs> Yes, and! I don't know! <laughs> Until next time, Ash is going to be, like, walking away from us in a huff, being like, I don't need my soul, and we're going to be desperately Ouch. chasing after it, being like, Ash, Ash, please. We need you to be able to play soul, tabletop bitch. games. You need to emote. God damn it. You want me to mask? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, Ash, tell me what's new with Doctor Who. Um, it totally isn't gonna go up like a week after the thing happened. It's but. A, that's good because uh, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, go watch it before you listen to the next like five minutes of this podcast. Um. 
fellas. <laughs> I... I can't say anything. I have someone in the room who can't know what we're talking about. <laughs> make him leave the room. Okay, they have offered to leave without hearing you say, make him leave. It's because so... we're drift compatible. <laughs> it's is going. Thank you, Ace. Okay. Do you want me to come back? Yeah, just give us like five minutes five and then minutes. peek in and I'll tell you. Okay. That's true. Go play Roblox with Emma's brother. I don't know, does your brother play Roblox? He's asleep. Oh, that's fair. It is 10-12. <laughs> um, so... Okay. So this episode, huh? Yeah! <laughs> Doctor Who, huh? We're going to talk about Doctor Who for a second on our Supernatural podcast, um, because, you know, I'm on it. And it, to be fair, it was Wyatt's suggestion. Wyatt suggested yes, it before we started recording. Yes, I did suggest it. Our um, almost, our slightly Super Who Lock podcast. It's, it's a, true. It's mildly adjacent. Slightly Super Who stuck. Because we don't care about Sherlock. We do care about Homestead. We have though. talked about Sherlock, though. Yeah, you can't only, not. Only, like, yeah. in conjunction. Yeah, yeah, only the, like, minimal amount. Because we all hate Sherlock. Um, here's the thing about Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who is rarely good. Uh, I don't. Just I, like I, Supernatural. Exactly. I yeah. Sorry, I'm eating a bagel. Oh God, I wish I had a fucking bagel right now. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you need to get back over here, and I will give you bagels. Fuck! Literally, we still haven't gone to the fucking bagel place here. Um, so. <clears throat> I don't really have the intelligence uh, to say whether or not The Power of the Doctor is a good episode. However, I had a lot of fun watching it. It made sense. And it, I wasn't sitting here being like, okay, when is it going to be over? Which is more than Stephen Moffat can say for 85% of his entire run. And no offense to Chris Chibnall, it's kind of mid- so, <laughs> I think this was a good sayonara to Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker. Um, yeah. I literally... Also, Classic Who fans, congratulations on feasting. Literally so true. Classic Who fans, we feast. I, oh my god. I heard Ace and I was like, wait, the Ace? Hello? Wait, Ace showed up? Yes! Okay, you need to, okay, you need to explain to everyone, including me... What the fuck happened? Oh shit! Hold on. Okay. Sorry, sorry, so, sorry, like, sorry, oh my sorry, God. sorry, 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 sorry. Actual major spoilers. Oh, your sonic like, your screwdriver is activated. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So. Okay. Um, okay. So then, actual major spoilers. This is like everything that happened in that episode. So if you don't want to know everything that happened in the episode, stop listening here. Yeah. Um. So Ace but, and for Tegan real are ones there. only. For real ones only. Ace and Tegan are there. Why, um, I don't know if you also, remember who Tegan is. I don't, I don't know, much, know who Tegan is. Yeah, I don't know how much classic who you saw, but Tegan was a companion. Nothing, I just know Ace is the cool lesbian that beats up a Dalek with a baseball bat. That Fuck was all yeah, I she knew is. too, and it was exactly the right way to consume that episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Tegan was a companion of the Fifth Doctor. Um, which I understood, haha. Well, I mean, I got it before Five showed up. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, you, you recognized is him? that they got all of the old doctors, I mean, all of the living old doctors and the replacement one. Mm -hmm. um, Who basically looks all, like all him the anyway. classic Is everyone so... still alive except the first doctor? No. no. Two, three, and four are also oh, okay. no longer with us. No, but, I th um, no. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, can literally it was, check. Wait, no, I think five I think was there. Of, I think eight was there, or not eight? Well, eight was there. Seven was there. I thought two was in there. Okay, I'm sorry. Tom Baker is not dead. Tom, the fourth yeah, doctor Baker is still alive. alive. He was just not in the episode. Yeah, he I think. just didn't want to be the doctor. Um, I guess he was unavailable potentially. I think um, what they wanted. He to is do... 88 years old, so I don't yeah. know whatever well, he's yeah. got going on. He was on. in. Uh, I mean, it was like probably four years ago now, but he was in a special with Matt Smith. Or no, he say, was yeah, in the 50th anniversary episode. Al- they did do this already. It. It's better than the 50th anniversary, though. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just checked real quick. He says he's unavailable. So. Ah, that's, yeah. And I think uh, Christopher Eccleston would rather pitch himself into a black hole than uh-huh. do anything. And with... he's valid for it. And he's valid he's for it. So we right. love him. He was too busy Eccleston. still celebrating the Queen's death. <laughs> so yeah, true. he's still hungover. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh... There was a lot of, like, callbacks, Classic Who fans, we feast. Even the fucking eight fans. I mean, there was not anything at all for Big Finish, but, like, the only way you get exposed to eight is if you listen to Big Finish. Because who fucking watched the fucking straight-to-TV uh, movie besides me? Um, but, yeah, so, uh, what happens? <laughs> What happens? Okay, so there was like, like a oh, five sentence. Summary. The Daleks and the Cybermen are back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Master That's is one. also there. Mm-hmm. Two. Um, <laughs> the mm. the Master has a plan to take the Doctor's body slash regeneration and become no, so so forcibly regenerate the Doctor into the Master. So now the Master's consciousness is in. What is technically the doctor's body, but has been regenerated into the master's body. So, yeah. like, they did some weird little, like, lichterhood thing. I don't even know how what to call it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the master, like, is the doctor now. And uh-huh. I don't know what happened to the master's original body, because he's just fucking slumped there and never moves again, I guess. No, well, the, um, they okay. put him back in Rasputin body. Yeah. Okay, that was a real run on sentence, thing. but I'll allow that at three. <laughs> um... So the master's whole plan is to be like become the doctor and tarnish their reputation or whatever because that's a totally normal way to real deal. real fucking Lupin the third ass plan. I love it. Yeah, it's totally real normal Saturday ways to deal villain. with your your issues with your ex. Totally when normal you are not psychosexually obsessed with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. The master is the literal uh Rasputin. I'm gonna say that ev- differently every time. Uh, literally, <laughs> and so then has a dance number to the song. Yeah, to Bonnie M. Literally, okay. name something better than the master dancing to pop music while the doctor looks on in horror. Like That's true. this is so cringe. I am in danger. Why am I horny? Okay, you <laughs> That's have one more sentence. <laughs> oh wait, shit. Um, hold on. <laughs> Oh, um, I think I think that the Daleks are there and the Cybermen are there should have been a semicolon. So that's one sentence. Come mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then at the Wait, end, no, I'm pretty sure. Oh, whatever. And then at the end, thirteen fucking regenerates and David Tennant is there. Yeah, somehow thirteen has regenerated into David Tennant, which is the funniest thing because this is the second time that the Doctor has chosen to become David Tennant again. Literally. Um. Anyway, somehow the, the tenth, tenth Doctor has returned. Literally. 
Um, so somehow David Tennant is now the 14th Doctor as All well. Right. And so we'll this never gets explained. how that goes in the 60th. It's, not no, in the episode. Just, that literally happens at the end of the episode. Literally He's end on a classic, classic ten... And that's it. Stop being in my brain! Okay. Yeah, it does... It, 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 yeah. Um... And also, the companions have a support group now, and we get to see a bunch of old, familiar faces. If you see yeah, I saw Ian and almost started crying. I love. You, I watched this with my mom, my who has no knowledge of Classic Who at all. Um, so every like five seconds, I was like, "Yeah, that guy died in Classic Who. That's a reference to this thing in Classic they Who." They mentioned Adric. Adric. They mentioned Adric. Literally one they of the first on-screen deaths, and he was a twelve-year-old. And he oh. blew up. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so why have all the companions gotten together? Why are people who are dead still alive? No, people aren't who are no, dead no, are not still alive. They mentioned Adric okay. is my point. Oh, they just get mentioned. Okay. Yeah, they have a they have a support group now. Um, <laughs> They've just sought each other out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's incredible. Um, it's very cute. Martha is not there. They Martha should be. There's no new Who people in this episode, except, except for Yaz, of course, yeah, and the Graham. Thirteen era, yeah. Um, um, I think I honestly I think they invited Martha and she was like, "No, fuck that. I've moved on. I don't need. I've worked through this all in my own private therapy. I don't need y'all <laughs> dredging that shit there. back up." <laughs> um, I think she's probably the only. <laughs> knew who companion who could actually feasibly show up mm-hmm. and she's better off not showing up so you know what fair um <laughs> yeah things things really don't go great for new who companions no no they don't okay to be fair things don't go great for classic who companions either because usually the doctor yeah. just dumps them in croydon and they never see them again <laughs> Oh, is that what and, the like, Croydon that's line huge... was for? Oh. Yeah, um... God, when, th- when Yaz is the doctor! In... <sighs> yes. Okay. Do you remember when in the Sarah Jane episode... Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, She mentions yeah, yeah, yeah. Croydon. That's where the fourth doctor dropped her, thinking that it was, like, her actual... Wherever she was supposed to be. Uh, so she oh, yeah, speaking, to... of, speaking of Sarah Jane, was K-9 in the episode? No. no. Oh. They didn't bring back I, Sarah Jane either. I love either. K-9. Didn't she? Ha- oh, didn't wait. she pass away? Maybe. Yeah, it occurred to me as I said that. <laughs> I believe it. Um, they mostly brought back companions who had doctors that they could interact with, like Ace and Eight, right? Okay, and I see. Tegan and Five. Like, I appreciate Ace and that. Eight didn't even interact. Like, it was Ace and Seven. Wait, I was about to say Ace. Yeah, Ace wasn't Eight. 13 talk to 8. 7. Sorry, I get, I get I 7 that. and 8 confused. Yeah, that's fair, because 8 um, is barely a doctor. Yes. Ace uh, does remind the Master that he had a furry phase, um, to which the Master very cheekily replies, a man is allowed to experiment. He said I was in my furry Incredible. era. What of it? Literally. She goes, the last time I saw you, you were a cat. And he's not even phased about it. He's like, and? Oh, yeah, Elizabeth Slayton died in 2011. That would be pretty difficult to get her. <laughs> Performing necromancy to get a Sarah Jane cameo. So, yeah. Um, and, and I know the 
This, okay. This was my fear when I heard that Russell T. Davies was returning to Doctor Who. Because as much as I enjoy Russell T. Davies' era Doctor Who, especially compared to Stephen Moffat, God, I fucking hate Stephen Moffat, um, I was worried that he would not want to do new stuff. So, my concern is, as happy as I am to see David Tennant back, Ten is among my, like, top three favorite Doctors, as happy as I am to see him, I'm like, this better be a fucking cameo, because they already confirmed the next Doctor. Yeah. I'm... I'm so this is probably going to be firmly like a convinced that this is for the 60th okay. only, and then like whatever shit is going okay. down will be resolved. Yeah, like Ten and Donna are going to have an episode together. We're going to be able to see them again. Oh my god, I forgot Donna's going to be great. Back. I'm going to die. Literally, so true. And then, and then, because what I think happened probably, or what what I think the in-universe explanation is going to be is when they degenerated the Master back into the Doctor. Uh, I think they might have overshot a little bit, so she degenerated again. And just but also, what's weird is two of them. Yeah, because yeah, because the because the new doctor is supposed to be that guy from Sex Education, yeah. right? Yeah, Shuti um, Gatwa. Yeah, if I've said his name wrong, uh, I apologize. I think that's how you say it. I have no clue. Um, but what's also funny is they, the doctor grows new clothes. Yeah, which she, they've never done before, as far as I know. No. And I saw a tweet from Stephen Moffat, like, hey, why did that happen? And I'm like, you know what? You're the worst guy you know is right. <laughs> um, heartbreaking. They better have an explanation for that, and because we could have gotten David Tennant in the Jody clothes. Literally. They put they put Sasha Dewan in them. Mm-hmm. Cowards. <laughs> they gave Sasha Dewan the gay little earring. Literally. Um, and it's not even, like, the classic Tenth Doctor outfit. It's, like, it's a, a remix. little bit fruitier. It's a blue trench coat uh, now. Yeah, and like a half-buttoned uh, blazer. I can't talk about the way that David Tennant looks right now. I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, so that's what's new in Doctor Who. I've rewatched the Bonnie M scene probably like three or four times. <laughs> this is this is the one time, because I've always been kind of lukewarm on Sasha Dewan Master. I've always wanted to love him. Because he has, like, such an energy, but the writing never felt quite there. Like, it always felt kind of disjointed, but I feel like in Power of the Doctor, they finally, like, found him. Which is sad, because we're probably never going to see him again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was oh, really good. with a bang. Yes, it's true. It's true. Um, I'm, I, uh, like I said, I think it's a really good send-off. Um, I don't know if it was actually, like, a good episode as far as TV is concerned. I know one of my mutuals is really mad about <laughs> The way it ended, but you know, they are also mad about everything, and I, I don't mean that in an un- unaffectionate <laughs> way. <laughs> it's okay to be mad about everything sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they didn't even let thirteen yeah. kiss a girl. They didn't even let thirteen kiss a girl. Well, it is the UK gestures to the state of the UK right now. <laughs> Sorry to all of my like they're gonna British cancel Doctor Who, listeners. sixty years in. I no, well, but they're but the but the conservatives are gonna be so mad. Good. Fucking British fucking classic die. Doctor Who. I know, no, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying the BBC <laughs> are not, a bunch I'm of fucking cowards. With you, I know. Yeah. Also, part of me wonders if the reason they brought back Tenet is because like they're like, oh, that was when Doctor Who was at its most popular, which is not actually oh. true. 
like but like they're trying to like revise it revitalize it but if this is the way you're going to do it just let it die wait is that not true is david Tennant not the most popular doctor i i feel like uh well he's probably the most popular like just in general but like i feel like the show was at its most popular during the levens era hmm Maybe that was just because I hung around with a lot of who Whovians. I think that was the height of I had the, like Tumblr fandom era. Yeah. I had the sense that the show was starting to die off at eleven. Oh, it was. As far as like quality goes. I guess it depends because Eleven's era was pretty long. And it sucked. <laughs> All of it fucking sucked. Yeah. Like it feels longer. He also had it. three seasons, but it was like two and two halves seasons. Mm. So Oh, okay, God. well, it definitely felt longer, which I guess it speaks something f- about it. Every single time I watch Eleven stuff, I'm like, this, oh. I fucking, like, and this is not because I dislike Matt Smith as the doctor. I think that he's a really fun doctor. I just think Stephen Moffat's writing fucking sucks. And yep. it's not even, and like, every everyone, like, there were a couple, like, banger episodes and stuff. And like, when we got to 12, it really, like, picked up. Um, 12 is one of my favorite Doctors, too, but, like, 11's era, oh my god. It's, like, it's almost unwatchable for me. Um, totally just my personal taste, but I hate Stephen Moffat with all of my heart and soul, and I think, I hope he rots in hell. For more than just writing bad Doctor Who episodes, he's also a shit person, but. (laughs) Anyway. Not that Russell T. Davies is a great person, but. He tries. (laughs) <laughs> um right, now, well, that, now that we've spent enjoyed... half an hour on doctor who yeah it's only been 19 minutes and 11 seconds thank you ash i hope you've enjoyed our little doctor who doctor who moment The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an Attribution Share Alike 3.0 International License. Find a link in the episode description.